0: Welcome to episode three of the Action Against Fox Hunting podcast, brand new podcast coming to you. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Alison Rogers. Um, She's a member of AAF. She's the network contact for Somerset and also one of the national AAF admins. Also joining us is our founder, Pip Donovan. Hello to you both. How are you?
1: Hello. Fine. Thank you.
0: Hello. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you. So today, this is going to be a fun podcast. There's a lot of interesting things we want to talk about. Um, as Alison, you you do a lot and you've been through a lot. So we <laughs> um, definitely want to talk about that today. Okay. Um, so let's start off with uh, what you do. So one of the main jobs you have as the network contact um, to welcome new members to Action Against Fox Hunting um, and also keep in touch with existing members. So um, how do you welcome the new members? What do you do?
1: Well, the new welcome. Uh, the new volunteers apply on our website, and then the information, their information, is sent to me. And first of all, I'll send them a welcome letter, and I'll try and make it very personal. Explain what I do, ask them what they would like to do, um, you know, and make make it clear that they can get involved as much or as little as they like, but we do expect volunteers to do something. So I send them this and I wait for a reply, Uh, then I'll follow it up with um, any events that I've got in the area going on, any leafleting or outreach or anything like that. If there isn't anything going on near where they live, I might make an event, Um, so that I can meet them um, in person, because I think it's really important to make personal contact with them other than uh, a letter. So I'll contact them and say, um, you know, would you like to come to this? I'm setting it up, so it would be good to meet you and talk to you. Um, If I can't make it up, if I'm too busy and I just can't fit in, then I'll try and phone them and I'll, I'll send them an email and say, you know, it'd be nice to have a chat and see what, what you want to do. And I'll contact them. So that, that's the first thing is to welcome them and give them the human side of AAF and say, look, we're all the yeah. same and we all have commitments, but, you know, it would be great if you could join us. So that, that's mainly um, how I invite people and contact them. Um, and then, obviously, I keep sending them events. and. Um, Invite them to any events that I've got going. I usually have quite a lot of events and outreach, leafleting. I do a lot of, so I try and involve everybody on yeah. my list with that.
0: That's wonderful. That's really nice. So you have the human side and yeah. the the opportunity for people to get involved face to face straight away.
1: Yes, that's That's right. really
0: nice. Do you think people are more encouraged to join that way in the so. having?
1: Yeah I think so because when I joined AAF I sat back and didn't do anything and I can't remember how it went now but I'm sure that Pip contacted me by email and said can we have a chat and we did and she invited me to an outreach and that's really what drew me in because otherwise I probably would have just sat back um, quite nervous because it's a big organisation and I was nervous of joining an organisation and, and not getting too involved, really. I thought if I go to an organisation, I might get drawn in and all my time yeah. will be taken up. So that, that was another worry. But um, when I met Pip and we did the outreach, you know, I just watched what they were doing and, uh, yeah, and went from there, really, and went to all the other outreaches after that, and that's how you learn, by watching and listening and reading yeah. the information as well.
0: That's really nice. And I guess being with like-minded people, it must be quite nice to find those connections and that group. Uh, well, it's in a brilliant.
1: Yeah, it's brilliant because you think you're the only one that cares. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> when you find like-minded people who have always thought the same as you, who you've never got in contact before because it's hard to meet them unless you're in a group like this, um, because it's not something yeah. you really bring up. But I've met so many people and made good friends here. So, yeah, it's a good, good organisation, a really helpful, friendly organisation. And we are a team. So that's really important.
0: That's really nice. When you go leafleting. um, So that's one of the big things that AAF do in terms of spreading awareness, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think it's so effective? Well, People will get a leaflet through the door.
1: They're bound to look at it, even if they think, oh, what's this rubbish? They'll look at it and they'll read it. So the idea is being planted in their heads. Um, and, and that, I think, is really important. And I, I do charge. I've, uh, I've leafleted charge so many times, I can't remember how many. And I think if you keep leafleting, it's going to stick even more so that's really important it's it's just putting the seed in somebody's head and hopefully you know they'll start to think about it
0: yeah absolutely that Mm. brings me perfectly actually to one of your um one of the projects I'm going to call it a project (laughs) or a fight Mm. I don't know what the best word is um Mm. so the for our listeners out there they might actually not be aware of the Boxing Day meets and Boxing Day hunts um, I personally wasn't um and so I know that this is uh, spread and told to uh, towns such as Chard when Boxing Day is coming up so that they are aware of what is going on can you tell me a little bit about a Boxing Day meet so what happens in these villages that you're telling the towns about
1: well um it's usually uh Boxing Day here in Chard, but others have it on uh, New Year's Day. And they always have it at the same time, 11 o'clock. Originally, a hunt were invited by the mayor of Chard 50-odd years ago. Um, So, yeah, they come around about 11 o'clock. People start gathering and standing um, on the pavements. And then at 11 o'clock, the hunt come down the high street and uh, go through the town. Now, normally they'd stop, but because AAF have had a campaign and we found out that they don't actually pay for road closure, um, we've had a campaign to get the uh, councils involved, usually the county council involved, and say, hey, look, Look, these people aren't paying for this. They're holding up the traffic. They're, all the people are charter to put out because of them. What are you going to do about it? So last year, they actually rode through. And they were supposed to ride through on the left-hand side of the lane and not close the road. But in effect, they did. And they had terrier men who were their security. Um. Blocking off roads, basically, and directing traffic, which they are not allowed to do. And also telling people what to do. Well, they, they don't have any jurisdiction to do that. So, yeah, that's, that's what happens. Normally they stop and they will chat to people and the people will look at the hounds and the horses and, and chat to the people. Sometimes they collect money and sometimes they will have a drink by the local local hostelry will uh, provide the drinks. Um, some years they actually have somebody with a, with a van and uh, they serve the drinks from there. <laughs> so that's what usually happens. They don't stay very long, about 10 minutes, and then they go off hunting. So that's what happens on Boxing Day or New Year's Day.
0: These Boxing Day meets um, and obviously AAF is campaigning against them because of them going hunting. I find it really interesting that AAF and yourself have found other ways of protesting against them um, in terms of law, but it not being the fact that hunting is illegal, that actually you're looking for other things that they are doing that break the law, such as blocking roads and causing havoc. Um, what kind of things have you witnessed them do? Uh, anything potentially dangerous or anything you've been able to report?
1: Yeah, we've we've got loads of stuff on video. We've seen them, as I've said, they've been on uh, the both sides of the road. They've stopped traffic. There are dogs running in and out. Traffic is trying to get through. The dogs and horses are all over the place. People are all over the place. So there's no control at all. There's no plan to this. So, you know, if, if they actually applied road closure, this would all be looked at, but they don't. And having looked at um, previous um, risk assessments that they've done, all they seem to care about is the hunt and their members. Um, on, on another one I've seen, they don't mention the public at all. So it doesn't seem that um, the, the public are very important to them. It's just they're displaying on the day. Um, I've also seen, uh, got video footage of horses running around, one almost getting, sorry, um, dogs running around, one almost getting clipped by a car. The driver had no idea it was there. They were running all over the road. And the thing is that nobody knows where they're going. So they actually did a square uh, last year. They came down the road, uh, down a lane, and then came back up again in a square. But there was no notification of where they were going. So one of the roads is actually a one-way street, loads of cars parked, people crossing the road because there's all shops down there, and they're tearing down there, down a little space, and people don't
0: even know they're coming. (laughs) So it's crazy. What kind of successes have AAF had in terms of the, con- uh, the Cotley Hunts Boxing Day meet? So um, have you managed to protest these things? Are the council taking action? Can you tell us about the successes you've had so far?
1: Yeah, we, we're constantly talking to the to the Somerset Council, and we're due to have another meeting to see if the Cotley Hunt and other hunts in Somerset have actually applied for road closure, because that's what we're pushing them to do. You know, we can't, we don't think we can stop them. We can ask people to ask them not to come, like the local council, but we we can't really stop them unless, you know, there's a a really big accident or something like that. But, you know, it's very difficult to stop them. So what we're doing is um, we've talked to the council and asked them to make sure that they get... The road closure to make sure they've got a risk assessment. We're trying to push them towards a safety um safety group, a SAG group, it's called, um, who actually involve the police, the council, and other bodies, and they all look at the safety of the event and advise them oh. on what to do. So that's what we're pushing for. But the council are pushing, and they've asked all the hunts in summer to actually apply for road closure if they go to close the road. So that, that's yeah. uh, that's what we're doing.
0: But to do it properly and the hope that they won't want to and therefore are out of the towns so are not necessarily a spectacle for everyone anymore.
1: Yeah, hopefully. You know, I mean, the dogs running round, that's just not on. And people petting the dogs, you know, it's yeah. a safety uh, problem. And uh, there's no facilities for, for watching you know and the dogs and the horses I've seen horses who've got red ribbons tied in their tail which uh, notes um that they're kickers and oh, they're, they've brought them they've brought them to a place where there are lots of public and children around now in another place Castle Carry uh, we had a video of a child right behind a horse. Right, standing right behind a horse with a red ribbon in its tail. So wow. where's safety here, you know? Yeah. So we want yeah. to make it as difficult for them as we can
0: in the hope that they'll think
1: we'll go somewhere else because it's just too much bother, really.
0: Yeah, and hopefully you'll protect people at the same time. Yeah. Um, I would love to ask because you, you're very, very brave because you... You have stood up locally and people know your name. They know your face. And I know that an awful lot of activists um, in AF and in loads of different groups are too afraid to do this. Um, why, why is it so brave? Why do you think most people remain anonymous?
1: I think it's because they're afraid of the hunt. And all the people involved around the hunt, they're frightened that there might be, um, that something might happen to them or their family. Um, Now, I didn't mind being um, seen as an AAF member because Chard is a small town and everybody knows everybody here. So it's bound to get out. They're going to see me in Chard. They're going to, you know, I could have gone somewhere else, but... I wanted to do chard because it's my town and why shouldn't i be able to go down to chard on boxing day and be safe it's my town it's not their town most of the people on the hunt are not from chard so why are they here yeah 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 yeah, i'm either brave or i'm very stupid and i think it's probably
0: (laughs) (laughs) there's a fine line (laughs) yeah there is yeah, no, it's quite amazing that you've done that as well. And um, particularly, I want to touch upon uh, what happened to you um, recently. We have to be careful because it is in court at the moment. But yeah. um, can yeah. you tell us a little bit about a time when, was it on Boxing Day when the hunt actually brought ropes um, it and, was. and tried to? Yeah, tell us a little bit about it.
1: Yeah, well, it was Boxing Day, and I went to the end of the road to get a good view of the hunt coming in to town. And I stood on a bollard island, which other people were stood there too. And I was looking around, taking film of everybody, and I noticed they've got these blue ropes and tapes. And I thought, what are they going to do with that? And the alarm, bells, <laughs> the alarm bells went off because I thought, well, they can't close the road because they said they weren't going to. They can't control people because they're just riding through. Why would they control people, you know? Um, so I got suspicious. And then before I knew it, as the hunt were coming in, two of the terrier men were on the bollard. And I didn't notice because I was filming, but they got a rope around me. Wow. And they were pulling me away from the bollard and away from the hunt. Wow. Now, I'd spoken to the joint master of the hunt before, um, asking her, and I asked her, um, you know, you are going to stay on the right side of the road, aren't you, on this event? And she said yes. And I said, um, "What are why have the terrier men got blue robes? And she said to me, Um, to stop people jumping in front of the horses. Now, sorry, I shouldn't mention a name. The Joint Master master, um, knows that the year before, somebody stood in front of the horses, a protester, and for some reason they thought it was me because I'm the face of AAF, the chart. And I told them several times and at council meetings that it wasn't me and I've got evidence because I've got pictures but actually Mm -hmm. at the time when this was happening I was talking to the joint master (laughs) Uh, so yeah so they obviously thought I'm their target and that's what they did they targeted me so anyway, the hunt went down and I, I got away from them and tried to follow them. In the meantime, they were following me and pushing me about. And I got further down and the hunt had gone down a road and were coming round and were coming back. And I went to see them coming back so that I could film everything. And yeah. again, they got a t- tape around me. Wow. And I didn't realise they'd done it, because, again, I was filming. And they pulled me against this woman's car. And I couldn't move. There were about five men this time, not two men, five men, all holding me back. And they were seeing things like, put it round her neck. Um, Don't push us, or, you, or we'll do you for assault. And I was trying to get out. <laughs>
0: How are you um, feeling at this point? did you
1: feel I felt defiant I wasn't going to let them push me around I knew they couldn't do much in public um and I knew there was film everyone was filming and there was film uh CCTV on the street so I knew they couldn't do very much but I said to this woman I knocked on her door and I said call the police these people have got a rope around me please call the police And I saw her going for a phone because they'd held her up. They'd stopped her from moving through the town because the the horses were coming through. She looked absolutely petrified. I saw her pick a phone up, but then I must have been pulled away again um, as the the hunt had gone past. And again, I tried to move away, and all these men started pushing me round like a billiard ball, you know, pushing against me, each of them, um, just to show their strength, really. And, uh, yeah, that's what happened. Um, wow. So I went to the police and told them. And luckily, they I gave them loads of CCTV. Uh, and also, they looked at CCTV in the town, too. They couldn't find anything for the first assault, and I didn't have anything because they were so close. My personal camera didn't pick up yeah uh, what they were doing, but the second one they did, and um that they arrested somebody for that
0: um okay and he's going I'm, glad to- I'm glad there's an arrest, and we should say that this is ongoing in court right now, yeah, he pleaded not
1: guilty, and it's going into court on the twenty seventh November.
0: Wow, I'm sorry you had to go through that. that sounds traumatic, yeah, yes, yeah what i am uh well obviously it's not a funny story but i do think the fact that when they posted a video i've heard they posted their own video on social media of the glorious um yeah and it actually had evidence of (laughs) um what we've just spoken about they they put themselves online doing terrible things
1: (laughs) yeah well the police asked me if there were any witnesses well there were other people around that were filming, but they weren't close to me, unfortunately. Um, they were filming other stuff going on, other illegal stuff. But um, I looked through all my footage, and I, and I asked other people to send me their footage, and I couldn't see the witness, because I thought that was really important to get the witness for the police. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't find anything. So I started looking through. Somebody told me about a, a Hunt member, and she'd actually filmed the whole event on horseback. And there, lo and behold, it showed the car registration and me pushed against it with all the five men. So that was really, really fortunate. They
0: incriminated themselves, essentially. They did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but let's hope she doesn't find out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So... Coming to a close of this podcast, you're obviously a very active and very important member. Um, What have you got from AAF? What difference has it made to you and your life being part of this network?
1: Oh, it's amazing. I mean, I'm retired and I was looking for something to do. Um, I love gardening and I could spend all my day in the garden, but I wouldn't feel the satisfaction that I feel doing something like this for animals um, yeah. it's given me, I mean, I'm quite a shy person, but it's given me such a lot of confidence and self-belief now. And a few before I joined AF, I would never have even spoken with a small group of people. I would have been really scared. But I've yes. talked in front of Somerset Council, which is about 500 people, and I wasn't even worried about it. So it's given me such confidence, because I believe in it. And Pip is such a great role model. I mean, she's taught me everything. And uh, yeah, she is just fantastic. And uh, yeah, it's a great organisation.
0: That's wonderful. And for anyone listening out there, if you would like to get involved, if you would like to be a member you know do as little or as much as you want um please get in contact so you can speak to Alison. she is the network contact for somerset um and uh, every lo- is it every location has uh, a contact so wherever anyone is in the country listening right now um there will be someone for you so please take a look at the aaf website all of that will be in the show notes um, so that hopefully you can get involved too. Thank you so much for joining us today, Alison. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And I hope, I wish you all the best of the luck with the court case. Um, yes, let's hope you so. Help?
1: I mean, even yeah. if it doesn't go our way, at least we got them to court and the police are taking it seriously, which is great. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And I think having things in the news and, you know, just out out there for people to hear and see these stories, I think is really important.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: May I I just jump in?
2: Of course, Pip. What's up? If you don't mind, um, I'd just like to thank Alison for everything she does. Um, And yes, I did send her an email right at the beginning, because one of the things you have to look out for um, when you're an activist is is other activists who need to be, um, I'd hate to use the word roped in, given what we've been talked about. (laughs) about, But the point is, don't let someone like Alison get away, um, because she is so useful. Um, that if she's shy that doesn't matter we can change that Um, she has made a huge amount of difference in Somerset a huge amount of difference Um, she's courageous um, she's eloquent um, and she is completely sincere. and every time she speaks at any of these these meetings her sincerity and honesty comes out Um, and anyone could do that if they join AAF Um, we can help bring out whatever it is they um can do, which they didn't even know they could do until they joined. Um people are yeah. welcome. The only thing you need is to object to blood sports. That's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yep.
0: That's the only thing. that's perfect. So please get in touch if you are that person because there is a whole network waiting for you. Um, please contact AAR. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, please stay alert for the next episode coming soon. We hope you all have a lovely day. Thank you.